welcome back to the Planet Mindfulness Podcast, Episode 6. Thank you for being here. I am Nicole, your host and your mindfulness coach. I just want to say that I really appreciate you guys out there. I've received so much love since I started this podcast. I, you know, if you've been following me on Planet Mindfulness, I appreciate you. If you're tuning in, I appreciate you. I'm just so blessed and thankful and happy to have a platform to talk about mindfulness. Like, I started this, I started Planet Mindfulness kind of on a whim. It was in the middle of the pandemic, November 24th, 2020, to be exact. I was in my first semester in grad school at Fitchburg State University. I was studying, I was trying to get my master's to be a school counselor. And I, you know, honestly, I know now looking back that I went to school out of fear. I hadn't been working for several months. Um, prior to the pandemic, I had been working as a nanny and I, I loved that job. Like, the, I worked with a great family, with great children. I was really happy and fulfilled at that job. However, I always knew in the back of my mind, this is not what I want to be doing for the rest of my life. And as I got older, I kind of felt pressure. I put pressure on myself to figure out what I wanted to do. So the pandemic hit. I stopped working. I was collecting unemployment. And I just didn't know what to do next, you know. I have my bachelor's in social psychology. I've always been interested in the mind and why we are the way we are and how our environment impacts who we are. I've been on this journey for over a decade and I knew I wanted to do something in that field, but I wasn't quite sure of what. So out of fear and desperation, I thought, huh, let's go back to college because degrees is something that I once associated with success and employability. Um, I no longer believe that. I think you can be Jeff Bezos rich with or without a degree. He probably doesn't have one. So follow your heart and do what you feel is right and success will come to you. That's where I'm at now. But back in 2020, I thought I need to get my master's degree. Up until that point, I had worked as a waitress. I worked in retail. I worked as a nanny. I didn't really have what I considered to be like a real job, like with benefits or a 401k. So I put a lot of pressure on myself to figure that out. So I applied to counseling. It's a counseling master's program. I got accepted. Um, I started in September of 2020. I loved it. But when I was there, like, honestly, I at that point, I had been practicing mindfulness for several years. I'd been meditating for years. I've always been reading books about it for a long time. Like, I've always had a very strong interest in mindfulness. Um, so as I'm sitting in my classes, learning about the field of counseling and diagnosis and the DSM, I kind of just felt like people just really need mindfulness. Like I, I didn't quite connect to the material because I know that as someone that suffered with anxiety, I kind of alleviated my own symptoms through practicing mindfulness. So it's kind of hard for me sitting there. I, I realized that I did not want to be a counselor. I stayed in the program for another year. Don't get me wrong. But one day I just said, you know what? I'm going to start an Instagram platform 
about mindfulness because at the time I was like addicted to Instagram during the pandemic, you know, locked in the house. I had nothing to do. So I was always like on social media, on Instagram in particular. And I've always had a funny relationship with social media, with Instagram. Like for me, I can acknowledge that one, I would waste a lot of time on these sites. And two, the more time I spent, the more I found myself comparing myself to others. I especially noticed it when I started my first business, formerly known as Dream Tees, then Vision Factory, no, then Vision Productions, then Vision Factory. Um, that experience, starting my own business, it was a clothing line. It was all about, you know, being positive, celebrating blackness, womanhood, diversity, just being unapologetically you. That's what my brand was all about. So I tried to grow my audience on social media and, you know, I'd follow other vendors. I'd follow people I'd meet. I'd dedicate a lot of time to my social media marketing because I told myself, you know, this is fine. The mind always finds ways to justify being on our phones. I told myself, you know, this is fine. You're working for your business. Yeah, you can spend a couple hours on Instagram. Like, But then at a point, I realized that when I would see someone else's success, particularly another vendor that I knew, like, oh, they sold a thousand T-shirts or like whatever the case was, I would I would make myself feel bad about myself. Like, instead of just being happy for them and being like, go off. I would think, damn, you're slacking. Like, you haven't done that yet. I was constantly comparing where I was to where I thought other people were. And I noticed, like, this isn't good for my mental health. And to be honest with you, like, that pattern honestly led to me eventually getting out of the business and just throwing my hands up in the air and being like, you know what? I'm going to take a break from this. I'm not going to do this. And I kind of moved on. Um, But long story short, so fast forward to... November 24th, 2020, I'm on Instagram and I'm noticing again, oh my God, here those feelings come again. You're looking at other people posting and you're comparing yourself to them and making yourself feel bad. Um, and I was like, I want to start something positive on Instagram. Like, I want to be someone that gets people to think about their thinking. I want to talk about mindfulness because mindfulness has really transformed my life simply because it's given me my mind back. Like, I didn't realize I had lost my mind until I found it. But that's what mindfulness has given me. And it's really improved my relationship to my phone. So I ask you to ask yourself, what is your relationship with your phone? Have you looked at your screen time? One time I looked at my screen time and I was like, damn, I didn't even sleep that much last night. I spend more time on my phone than sleeping. And like, <laughs> it just blew my mind. And I also remember years ago, I was like watching TV with my mom or something and I was on my phone, probably on Instagram. And she just looks at me and she's like, did you hear anything I just said? And I was like, no, because I didn't. I was on Instagram. And she was like, oh, like she expressed her frustration that I was on the phone, not paying attention to her. And in that moment, I kind of realized like, damn, I know for a fact that I will always be able to get a phone 
But I also know for a fact that my mom won't be here forever and I won't be here forever. So I kind of like was like, do I really want to use the time I spend with her or any other loved one for that point on my phone when I know that this phone is just some... <laughs> electronic device that just has some alluring hold over my mind like that moment and also realizing how much being on social media was making me compare myself to others like those two things are what woke me up and was like something's gotta change so I started setting limits on the apps that I would frequent uh oh and of course when those limits started going off it would start with, oh, one more minute, please. Oh, 15 more minutes, please. Oh, ignore limit for today. And then I would make myself feel bad for it. I'd be like, oh, you suck. Like, you're trying so hard to get off social media and it's so hard. But then I also, like, gave myself compassion for it because these sites, like, our phones are literally designed to get us addicted. Like, we are human beings. We are so good at learning and picking up on things subconsciously and just kind of integrating them into who we are that there's so much stuff that we're exposed to that we aren't even mindful of how it affects us until we are able to cultivate mindfulness but i will get back to that like if you've ever raised a child or been around a child or if you've ever you know trained a pet you know how quickly we animals humans and dogs alike how quickly we learn um, like we learn things without even realizing it. If you've ever been around a young baby, they may start doing something one day and you're like, where did you learn this? Like, it just comes out of nowhere. We're so good at learning. That is a superpower. But unfortunately, the way our society is, it we learn some things that aren't helpful. We get some bad habits that do not serve us. And it takes us away from who we truly are because at our true essence we are love we are joy we are abundant we are healthy we are free we are happy that is our birthright that is who we are i spoke about children earlier think about children think about how carefree they are think about how they're not worried about anything think about how they just want to try new things and learn that's who we are that's who we truly are it's just as we get older we learn things like comparison you know, getting good grades, being a good girl or being a good boy. We subconsciously learn from our parents and our peers and our teachers and the media, whatever we're exposed to, because we are sponges, super sponges. We learn these things and we don't question them because we aren't even aware that we learn them. So it isn't until you reach a place where either you become aware of, you know, a pattern or a habit or a way of thinking in your life that is no longer serving you and or you just start cultivating mindfulness more often mindfulness is just simply being present and seeing what is without judgment so i'm gonna bring it back to phones so what mindfulness has done for me is shown me how automatic my urge to pick up my phone is like for example let's say like I've really gotten better at not being on my phone when I'm around people. Like, I make it a point to put it somewhere, not have it in my pocket, not have it on me. Do not disturb. Notifications off. Like, I am very intentional about being present with my loved ones. So, 
that's cool but when i'm alone oh my god (laughs) i am a work in progress as soon as like i am not as soon as we're not stimulated it's like that's when we have the urge to pick up our phone think of how many people you see driving on their phone like we more people die behind the wheel from people being on their phones and driving than drunk driving like think about that for a second think about how tragic it is when someone loses their life behind the wheel because someone else chose to drink and drive the first thing we say is that could have been avoided if had you not drove now we know for fact that more people are dying because we're on our phone and driving we have a choice but we've unconsciously become addicted to these phones that we're not even aware sometimes that we're putting our own life in the lives of others in jeopardy so next time you find yourself picking up your phone i don't texting somebody back picking a good song you've been inspired and must record a video for the internet ask yourself why am i doing this right now can it wait can this wait if it cannot pull over, put on your hazards, and do what you got to do. And trust me, this is not coming from a place of judgment. This is coming from a place of, I've been there. I still find myself, when I'm at a red light and I'm not stimulated by driving, my first urge is pick up the phone. Especially if I know like someone texted me or something. And it's like, thankfully, mindfulness has given me the awareness to acknowledge that first thought of pick up the phone because before i automatically just picked it up without thinking it next thing i know i'm getting the beep you know the beep everyone has experienced the beep you are on your phone at a green light and the cars behind you are like go and you're like oops (laughs) where did it go because you we all think that we can focus on two things at once let me tell you it is physically impossible your mind is playing a trick on you if you believe that you can focus on two things at once let me break it down for you okay we have the ability to focus our attention on something and we simultaneously have peripheral awareness so i will compare it to vision you have the ability to focus your vision on something, whatever you're looking at right now, but you also simultaneously have peripheral aware- peripheral view. You can see things going on on the side of you. You can see things that are happening that aren't in your focus. What peripheral awareness's function is to be is to always be present and aware of what's going on so that if something does happen that needs our attention, we then we switch from then our concentration switches let me think of a good example okay you're driving and your focus is on the road minding your own business listening to music whatever you're driving your peripheral awareness you suddenly become aware you're aware of everything going on you see the cars around you you see who got their blinker on who's coming over traffic up ahead whatever you may be not focused on it you're focused on driving or maybe whatever you're listening to but you're aware of what's going on at a point when an event enters your peripheral awareness that then needs your attention then you switch instantly. You're not even aware how quick the switch is. An example, you're driving and someone puts their blinker on to come in your lane in front of you. All of a sudden, that car and that blinker that was 
at your peripheral awareness becomes your object of focus simply because it needs to be. Your brain is just so good at switching back and forth like that, that we kind of believe that we can focus on two things at once. But here's the thing. Peripheral awareness, there is no concentration there. Whereas concentration, it's like what you're focused on is your world. Everything else is just background until something happens that needs your attention. That is why meditation is so important because we as a society have become overly concentrated and underly peripherally aware where there needs to always be a perfect balance. And meditation helps us practice this balance because when you meditate, you have an object of focus, but you also simultaneously have peripheral awareness of what thoughts arise, you know, if your mind has wandered, like what's going on? Like, that's why when you meditate, a lot of people think, oh, when you meditate, your mind is quiet and you're focused only on silence. Like, no, you're going to hear everything in your environment. You may be focused on the breath, but you're going to hear, you know, if there's a bird by your window or you're going to hear if your refrigerator is making a funny noise or you're going to hear if whatever happens. Some things you will hear, you will peripherally become aware of, but they're so unimportant to you that you don't even give attention to them but you just notice it happens but then something happens like a doorbell rings or someone calls your name and then that whatever that is that stimulant moves from peripheral awareness to your concentration i say that all to say when you are on your phone and you're with people you love or you're behind the road the phone is your object of focus and everything else is in your peripheral awareness. You may be aware that your cousin you haven't seen in months is sitting across the room, but you may, but your focus isn't on them. And therefore you're not there. You're not present. Where our energy goes is the universe we belong to. That's where we are. That's why mindfulness is so awesome because it just reminds you to fully engage with everything that is going on. You're concentrated on the moment and you're peripherally aware of what else is going on so that you don't become, you know, hyper fixated on things. I say all this because I want us as a society to do better I see so many people on their phones. I would say every third driver I see, like when I make the decision to look, is on their phone. Like, and everyone I know, everyone thinks, oh, I'm such a good driver. I can be on my phone and drive. Well, then why are more people dying because we're on our phones behind the wheel than when we're drunk? Think of the drunkest person you've ever seen. Y'all have equal chances of killing somebody when you make the decision to pick up your phone. Now, I'm not one that likes to give energy to negative things and things that I don't want to happen, but I am one to apply mindfulness to it. So I encourage you to do the same. If you don't already have a mindfulness practice, start today. So many people think, oh, well, I know what mindfulness is. So like, that's enough. It's not. You got to flex that muscle. You have that muscle. You were born with that muscle. The children have the strongest muscles. The children are the bodybuilders of mindfulness. We just unlearn and then become the wimps. And we become so disconnected from those muscles because we don't flex them. We become hyper-focused on things. We worry. We fear the unknown. We're always in our heads. Come back to who you truly are. You can't become more mindful without practicing mindfulness. That's like becoming stronger without exercising. 
or without lifting weights. If you knew a year from now you were going to have to lift up a car, would you exercise <laughs> or would you be like, ah, I'm just going to lift up that car. It's fine. I don't need to work out. I'm good. No, you'd work out like you Olympic athletes train because they know that the more they work on things, the better and the stronger they become. Our mind is the most powerful thing in the universe. Do you know how powerful you are? It is my life's mission to have every single person on this earth know how powerful they are. Because once I found out how powerful I am, and we are all one, we are all the same, so you are just as powerful as anybody else. Once I really realized how powerful I am and how I play a role in my own dissatisfaction in life, it blew my mind. Like, I was like, damn, wow. Ooh, I'm a god, goddess. I stand on the shoulders of giants. My first ancestor is God, the ultimate creator, the being that made the birds and the trees and everything in our planet function so perfectly decided we need one of you. You manifested into this physical body for a reason. No matter what you've been through, no matter how tough your life was, you are the chosen one. God chose you. There are no coincidences. Everything that happened to you up until this point was necessary in making you who you are today. And I know that a lot of those things are traumatic and they make us feel bad, but you are so powerful that once you really, you know, learn to get take back your control of your mind and your attention those limiting beliefs you will let go of those bags we all are like walking around with heavy bags listen i recommend listening to bag lady by erica badu classic song timeless great musical metaphor for what i am trying to explain here we all have bags we're all carrying these emotional bags everywhere we go. And we've been carrying them so long that we don't even realize it. It isn't until you look within or you look in, a, in the mirror, you actually see yourself that you realize, oh my God, I have 20 bags right now. That's why my shoulders hurt so bad. And then you can start putting them down. That's what mindfulness gives you. You finally get to see what bags you've been carrying, how they affect your experiences. And then you realize, oh my God, I can put this bag down. I can put the bag down if I'm not good enough. I can put the, put the bag down of nobody likes me. I can put the bag down of I had a troubled, I had a troubled childhood and I am damaged. I can put the bag down of I am unlovable. I can put the bag down of I don't have enough time. I I can put the bag down of I don't have what it takes because that's all it is. It's all a belief that you've held on to unconsciously and it's not until you become aware of it that you can put that thing down. Whew. Thank you guys for being here. You have any questions? You have anything you want to talk about? Let me know. I love you all. I challenge you to look at your screen time and just ask yourself, like, is this how I want things to continue? If you want to limit your screen time, I highly recommend, you know, there are settings where we can make our screens black and white so that we are less stimulated when we see the colors on our phone. Because color is one way they get us to go on these apps. Um, you can set limits and, you know, 
challenge yourself to stick to them on certain apps that you notice you spend a lot of time. You can go places and leave your phone at the house or leave it in your bag or just put it somewhere where you can't just pick it up automatically. Like, think of ways to just put it down and put it away. Don't judge yourself for wanting to pick it up. It's unconscious. You didn't choose it. It is just you responding perfectly to the environment that you just so happen to be in. You are perfect. We can overcome anything. And once you truly accept and believe that, that's when you'll start seeing it in your life. I love you all. Be well. Try mindfulness practice. Follow me on Instagram at Planet Mindfulness. I post a mindfulness exercise every Monday. Wednesday, I always post an exercise or something informative. Friday, I always post it about breath work. So follow me. Reach out to me if you need help. I love you. Be well. <laughs>